This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. Good afternoon. Welcome to Let's Talk Wellbeing. It's Claire and Sue here in the studio with you. And we are delighted to be here talking some wellbeing, lifting the lid on the issues, the things, the everyday stuff that can impact on our mental health and our mental wellbeing. So is Sue here at the controls? Please be kind. (laughs) (laughs) Anything could happen. (laughs) And Claire is here, as you can hear. Yes. (laughs) How are you today, Claire? I'm good, thank you. It's gorgeous today. Really, even though it's fresh, it's still lovely out there. Yeah, it's a really glorious day here in the north of England with the sun shining and a beautiful blue clear sky. And it's one of those days, as I was sort of driving over, that you feel like you can see everything. You know, like one of those days when you sort of got that bit of clarity and you can see, and it's a lovely metaphor, that, isn't it, for our mind? For how we can be, you know, sort of like, and what, you know, what is it that makes that distinction, that difference between the days when we can really see and it's really clear and then the days where it's just a bit of fog or a lot of fog, (laughs) if you're anything like me. Do you know what I mean, Claire? I do, yeah, it is. And it's sort of like, even within a day, you can go from, sunny skies to cloudy foggy yeah <laughs> mental wise definitely even actually just weather wise but totally get that some days you wake up and you feel good and you feel that you can handle things and then other days not so much so and i think that's just the way it is it's just the way life is with us yeah i agree with that and i think it's good to acknowledge that and that's what we're here about on this show, isn't it? This is what we want to do with with bringing these things into the forefront, these everyday, seemingly kind of innocuous things that we don't really talk about. But once you start to talk about them, you suddenly realise that everybody's thinking similar thoughts, don't you? It's like, oh, have you always thought that as well? So they're not always sort of unique to each of us, although we've all got our own different take and perspective on stuff. And you know, and, and that's what we want to acknowledge here at 3B as well, that we're not here to say, this is how you do things. Mm. You know, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all when it comes to our mental well-being. And like Claire was saying, you know, given that as human beings we can feel so differently within a day, within an hour, you know, within a few moments we can turn things around for ourselves. You know, the complex, sensitive, deep-feeling people that we are, Talking about you out there, our lovely listeners, (laughs) as well as Claire and myself. So we're here to sort of shine a bit of a light on some of the stuff that can, I don't know, cause us a bit of bother, send us some challenges and make us feel a little bit unsettled. And we're all about sharing ways that we can maybe think about things differently, ways to sort of change it up, ways to sit with our feelings and acknowledge them. All of that stuff and more is the kind of content, if you like, that we get into on this show. So if you're new here, thanks for joining us. You're very, very welcome. We hope that you find it helpful. And if you've been with us already on this journey before, then welcome back. We're really, really pleased to have you with us. So we've been chatting in the previous show about our three Bs, haven't we, Claire? We have. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, we are 3B, the mental wellbeing company, and that's the number three. 
and we have these three B's. And they are be, believe, and breathe. And basically, everything that we do as a company and as people within our lives is underpinned by this philosophy, if you like, of be, believe, and breathe. So being yourself, being true to yourself, and being however you need to be, believing in yourself and your abilities, having that self-belief and that inner strength, and finding that time every single day, whatever it is, that space to breathe. And we weave this into conversations we have. We use it as a way to sort of, I guess, challenge each other if we're kind of finding ourselves going off course a little bit. It's a lovely guidance system, isn't it? It's a lovely way to sort of come back to yourself, regroup, reground. And we also weave it into the coaching work that we do with people, conversations, our interviews. We always ask our guests about the three Bs and how they're bringing more of that into their life. And all the courses and workshops and and, and lovely things that we do out in the community. So three Bs are what we are about. And today we are going to be discussing in more detail the second one of those. And that is believe. So we're all about believe today on this show. And so we're going to be getting into what it means, why it's important to our mental well-being. Is it easy for us to just believe and believe in ourselves and our abilities and Yeah, any other things that kind of may crop up for us in the conversation, we never know where it's going to go, do we, Claire? It's always a surprise. (laughs) It's always a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. And you can connect with us on Facebook at 3B Wellbeing, Instagram at 3B Wellbeing, um, and you can also drop us a line, wellbeing at weare3b.com. We always love to hear from people. So we're all about the believe today, Claire. What does this mean for you? This middle, the middle child of our three Bs. <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, right. It means so much. So okay. I need to try and condense it down. <laughs> well, because it does. Because um, belief impacts on us in so many different ways. We can have limiting beliefs. We can, you know, believe in things that don't serve us or that have come from maybe not reality but you know things that we've heard things that we've been told sort of hearsay kind of thing the belief that is really important within the three b's the foundation from that came from a discussion about how we wanted to live and how we wanted to work together and It's something that was really important to me about people believing in themselves, believing that they could do something, believing that they can change things. Because I strongly believe that if you if you believe in something, this word's going to get used a lot. By the way, believe, believe, believe. Yeah, are you a believer? (laughs) Oh no, I want to change my song. Oh, you can't. (laughs) It's all set in the cart to play, Claire. You can't be interfering with my technology. Um, but yeah, sorry, I love the monkeys. They do believe But the whole thing about belief is I think it can spur you on. Mm. I think it motivates you. I think it's sort of like, it's like a jetpack. If you put Ooh. this belief on like a jetpack, it will send you off in the direction that you want to go. I love that. The jetpack. A jetpack, yeah. <laughs> but it could also send you off in a, a direction you don't want to go because mm. we need to challenge our beliefs. So a bit like we were talking about last time with the B, and we've talked a couple of times about this unlearning things, mm. how that's really important. Yeah. It's not about learning. It's also about unlearning things. And I think the same is true with beliefs. There are beliefs we need to unlearn. There are beliefs we need to challenge. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It really does. I think, you know, when we when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, well, what is it about beliefs and, you know, that, that affect me so much? Mm. And I know it'll be different for everybody. 
but we do see this a lot in the coaching work that we do and in conversations that we have with people. So we know it's not just something that you and I think about. It's sort of like what we believe is very much... It's different to your value system, but it's sort of tied up in there in, in, in what's going on at the core of you, isn't it? Mm. And I think beliefs are a, a lot to do with your programming. So, you know, when you get to the lovely age that we are... <laughs> Say that again. The lovely age. The lovely age. You know, (laughs) the good few decades in. You know, it's a privilege to sort of be this age. That is true. It it really is. But at the same time, you've got a lot of things that, you know, maybe, as you were saying, you need to unlearn Mm -hmm. that are just, you know, they're like, they're part of your unconscious competence. So you're not really thinking about them. So they're maybe kind of like thought patterns, beliefs, Things that that don't really serve you. You know, you hear people sort of say a lot, don't you? Things like, you know, oh, you know, I'm no good at. Or that opens. Mm. Or that never happens. And that's a bit like a kind of a belief, isn't it, that people have come to. It's like a conclusion that they've come to. And the more that they've said it to themselves and the more that they've kind of affirmed that, the more it seemed like it's true for them. Mm. Because I think the way that we talk to ourselves sort of we seek out ways to validate that don't we Mm -hmm. you know so our beliefs can really really influence what's going on for us on a an unconscious and a conscious level and that's why they're so they're so powerful really they are really powerful that's the whole that that is really why it's part of our three beings the b is really powerful believe is really powerful and breathe is belief believe is really powerful you were saying before that it's connected to our values it's not the same as Mm. it's connected to so our values tend to not change our values are something that is sort of steadfast they're the foundations that we build on kind of thing whereas beliefs can be changed and we often do that and just as a, a really simple thing when you were a child you might have believed in santa claus and then as you grow up, you no longer believe in Santa Claus. So it's sort of like beliefs can change. Hmm. And very often they change because we get information given to us, like we did about maybe Santa Claus. If there's any children listening, it's just the adults that don't believe in Santa Claus. He is real. So, but, you know, as adults, we get information given to us, or as we grow up, we get information given to us that challenge things that we believe in. But also, we also get information given to us from the media, from people around us, family, friends, colleagues, all of that kind of thing, that can influence a belief that we have. And one of those kind of beliefs that really don't serve us is maybe if you get told a lot, you're no good. Oh, you can't do that. You're no good at that. Then you will start to believe that. And then once you start to believe that, you sort of self-prophesizing because it will come true Mm. because you no longer believe you can do something. Therefore, every time you do it wrong or every time you can't do it, it's like adding to that belief. It's sort of like, right, yep. I knew I couldn't do that. And I think that's why you hear people going, oh, I can't do that. Or that's something that, you know, I've never been able to do. Probably because they've been told that and they've believed that Mm. from a young age and they've grown up with that. And a lot of these things aren't true. A lot of these things we really need to challenge because they can be really detrimental to us. For example... I grew up being told I was too emotional. So I constantly believed I was too emotional. So every time I would get emotional, I would think it's a failing and I would berate myself and I would feel bad about myself. And only through work that I've done within different courses I've been on and that, and within our work, yeah that I've been able to challenge that so that I no longer believe that. And it's something that I think a lot of people grew up with, because I know you did. Yeah. You have that have that same belief. You've been too emotional. 
didn't you? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've had this conversation before about, you know, where is the measure mm-hmm. for what is too emotional? You know, that's the thing. You get too emotional, but no one then gives you the workbook or the guidance, you know, information that sort of says, this is just the right amount of emotional. Yeah. But if you step it over this, then, you know, you're in the too emotional territory. So you need to sort that out. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, I think that's a really, really good example of how we can then, you know, it's, it's a bit like a story that's been told to you, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you just act. It's interesting how we accept it because we do when we're younger, don't we? Yeah. We accept things when we're younger because we accept the world as it is and we accept people as they are and how they see us. And it's just, we just do that without question. But as you said, as we get older, you know, as we start to learn about ourselves, it's good to challenge, it's good to really, really question these things. I think it's interesting what you were saying about how, how much you hear it in the way that we talk about ourselves and the way that we talk about what we're doing and talk to each other. And I think it's a really useful exercise, actually, for you to do is to just, you know, if you start to notice this in conversation, either with yourself or with your friends or your family, your partner, just notice how many times one of you might say, oh, you know, I, oh, I, I can't do that or I'm no good at or that's not something I like to do or, you know, and and just have a moment where you just sort of think, where does that come from? Is that really true? Mm. I really enjoyed drawing as a child, you know, sketching and stuff, and I was okay at it. And then I remember being told by a teacher at school that I must never, ever paint because I used to ruin my drawings when I painted them. Right. And so I've never, ever painted in my life until I became an adult because I believed... You know, I'm not trying to share some like, oh my gosh, some terrible sob story about the fact that I've, you know, had all this. But the, the, I'm just using this as an example of something yeah. where, you know, you're actually told quite young that, no, you should not do that. You should never do that. And so I never did. And I remembered starting art classes, you know, as, as an adult, not, you know, a few years ago. You know, and saying this to the art teacher at the time. And he said, you'd be surprised how many people come here with similar stories. Of actually, and I'm just, I'm so I'm thinking that's just sort of like one example about about art, and a lot of us feel like we're not creative, don't we? Oh gosh, yeah, it's because I have I had a similar story because we went to art class together for a spell as well. I had a similar story where it wasn't that it was I was coming up with lots of different different ways. It wasn't painting, Mm. but I was coming up with lots of different mediums of of art and. It didn't fit the criteria for what we were doing in the class. You got to fit the criteria. And class. it was sort of like, yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> drawing and I wasn't painting, therefore it wasn't right. Yeah. And I clearly remember that, and that put me on. And me thinking, well, I can't do that. And yet, when we went to art, you know, I still look at some of my drawings and some of my pictures from there, and I just think, wow, you know, that is really good. I'm really pleased with that. The so just because maybe I can't draw to make it look like a photograph, you know, because there's some people who can't, mm. maybe that's because I didn't carry on practising, didn't carry on doing. But isn't it strange? We both got told something's similar, but we couldn't do something. Actually, we both loved doing it. Mm. And it really took us out of it. And I had a friend who used to say, I'm not creative. And I said, you are. It's just you're creative in a different way. Yeah. So it's it's simple. It's things like that. It's like when people go, oh, well, I'm stupid. I didn't do anything at school. And I'm like, okay, so maybe you're not academic or maybe you weren't academic at school. But if you find something you love to do, maybe that's when you'll find mm. that you are academic or maybe you're just really good with your hands. Because I, I have a belief that nobody in this world is stupid. We are just different. So we have a different way of thinking about things. We have a different way of looking at things. And if you're not able to pass a test, that does not make you thick at all. doesn't make you stupid. You know, there's people who've got really good creative skills with their hands. There's people who are very, you know, clear on what they can do, who have, what's that word that we need all the time and, Innovation? No. No. I will think of it. 
Are you will? I will think it will it. come to you. See, yeah. Usually I'm really good at knowing what the word is. You usually are, yeah. Not that one. Not this one. No, it's more yeah. You you may be clever, but you've got no what is that word? You can't put it into common sense. Common sense. See, she does know. I got there in the end. Yeah, only tw- only the second try, you got it. You see, how brilliant <laughs> is that? Context is everything, Claire. Context is everything. So there are a lot of people who are really, really academic and have no common sense whatsoever. So how can you go, I'm stupid? Because actually then that's what they should be saying because they're stupid with no common sense. Yeah. So there's this whole thing about what, what we're feeding or what we're getting fed and what we're feeding ourselves that impacts on our belief system. Mm. So if you've got told that, or if you think, oh, I'm really good academically, other people are stupid, again, that will affect your belief. And so you might treat people differently. And I just, so it's all that kind of stuff. It's re, it's massive. It is massive. It, it, really it is sort massive. of forms a lot of it, kind of feeds into your personality, doesn't it? Or how you, it sort of feeds into the B of the three Bs because it feeds into how you then become yes. and how you are being as a person because you've got this belief, you know. And I suppose, you know, as, as humans, we do like to sort of categorise, do we? And we organise ourselves into, you know, I like this, I don't like that. You know, it's sort of like, I do this type of work or I enjoy doing these things on the weekend or I'm the type of person who... And I think, you know, in, in some ways that helps us make sense of all the, you know, the madness out there and all the, all the craziness. To a certain sense, that can give us some comfort, mm. you know, in the way that we set our lives up and the way that we pursue things. But like we're highlighting here, how many things are you actually denying yourself? Mm. How many things are you sort of denying the world in not bringing them, you know, and not sharing them? Skills, talents, abilities things that you could be doing because you've got that belief that no that's not for me or I'm no good at that mm. it's it's interesting with the painting example to go back to that because I've just recently started doing some painting and my partner's very very arty and um so is our stepdaughter my stepdaughter and, and you know we've been doing a lot we've been doing kind of art club on a Saturday it's our own art club um and it's taken me weeks to get to a point where I'm confident with a paintbrush in my hand but I'm getting there, and I did I did do some stuff last weekend, and it made me feel so good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it's not going to be hanging in a gallery anytime soon, but, but it might go on the wall in our house. Well, there you go. <laughs> so what you were saying there about, you know, if we don't want to do something, then that's, that's our choice. Yes. So it doesn't have to be about belief. It's not about being good at everything and going out there and believing we can be. It's like... Do I believe I could be the president of the United States? Well, no, I don't. But I don't want to be. So maybe that's part of that. So I don't even want to be a prime minister. You know, I wouldn't be for love nor money. So it doesn't matter if I don't have a belief in that. You know, that's that's nothing that's detrimental to me. Yeah, it's about kind of being able to distinguish. Yeah, is Very it, much is it is. having a, an impact on me? Is it stopping you doing something that you would actually really want to do? Mm. So, for like yourself, you want to do art. Do you want it to hang in a gallery? Well, if you did, maybe you would really pursue that more. Yeah. But if that's not really what bothers you, it's all right to hang in the house, you know, to go, yeah, I drew that. If people come round to the house, well, that's enough. So this belief, it's not about you have to believe that you can do anything and be anything and all this, which, yeah, part of that would be great. But this is about reality. This is about the real reality of beliefs. Is it stopping you doing something that you really want to do? Is it stopping you doing something that is more fitting with your values? Is it causing you harm? Do you end up feeling bad about yourself or giving yourself negative self-talk? Mm. If the answers to all of those are yes, then that's where the belief needs to be challenged. And that's where it's really important to go, why do I believe this? Where has this come from? What, what supports this belief? And then what would make me change that belief into something else or to stop it altogether? Mm. There's lots of questions that we can ask to actually challenge that. And that's why 
we call them limiting beliefs because they limit what it is that we want to do that would make us happy, that would be who we really are. I suppose essentially what we're doing there is we're asking ourselves, is it really true? Yeah. And you're saying you're kind of digging into, and a lot of these are sort of like, they're almost like doors that we've closed on ourselves, aren't they? They're things that we just, we, I don't go in there because mm. it's, you know, that's not me, that's not who I am. <clears throat> Excuse me, but as you say, I loved all the questions you were coming up with there to sort of challenge. Because I think we've said before about how important it is to question. And in a way, when we're doing it that way, it's really productive because it sort of gets under the skin of something and kind of might unearth something, which might be a little bit uncomfortable, mm. you know, at first, because you might feel a little bit of sadness yeah. about the fact that you haven't been doing the things that you perhaps wanted to do or, you know, you haven't had the conversation that you wished you'd had or, you know, so there might be a little bit of grief around around that you know, for your former, you know, self. Mm. Um, and I was having a conversation with someone recently about this who was, was talking about they'd been really into music and they're a really beautiful singer when they were younger, but it had been something that they just didn't have the belief and the voices around them, the external voices, the internal voices had sort of told them, well, you're all right, but you're not good enough to sort of make a career of it, so don't bother mm. kind of thing. But actually, what about just doing something for pleasure? Yeah. Just because it's fun. And this was something that they'd come back to in later life and got so much enjoyment from. But part of them coming to terms with this, because it had a huge impact on their mental well-being, because this here was something that gave them a lot of joy, but that had been missing from their life for a really, really long time. And they felt a grief for that. Mm. You know, and they had to kind of sit with that and come to terms with the fact that, you know... This was something that I've not been able to do, but actually bringing it into the present, bringing it into the now, how wonderful is it that I've rediscovered it? Mm. And, you know, and it's about that sort of... We're talking here about a lot of different shifts, aren't we? Shifts in kind of mindset, shifts in, in state and how we're feeling. And it can be quite a big process to sort of challenge those limiting beliefs, can't it? Yeah, I think that's why I started off going belief. Believe is just, it's vast mm. because it has its fingers in lots of different pies <laughs> and that can affect us, uh, affect our life, affect how we think about things. And you're right, it is. There's a lot to do with our mindset about things that have gone on. I mean, you're talking there about things that have gone on in the past and if we dwell in the past, that's not good. But we may need to visit the past and forgive people because yeah. you know they were trying their best or forgive ourselves and give ourselves some kindness and compassion for having spent time believing in stuff that wasn't true or whatever to be able to then move forward and, and that's a process that we can go through but actually it's more what's now what's going on for us now what can we change that's the most important to, to work on, to see, you know, if you're not doing something, is it because you don't believe something? Is it something to do with that? You're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing with Claire and Sue. We're talking all about our beliefs here on today's show. We're talking about, because it's, as we say, the middle child of our three Bs is believe. And we always sort of frame it as believe in yourself and your abilities. But there's so much more to it than that. That's kind of like the tagline that goes with it, just to sort of get you in, get you in, you know, through the door. So we've been talking a lot there in that first section about limiting beliefs, how beliefs can really sort of, impact on our our well-being and i wonder if it's something that people really think about we don't really think about maybe sort of like what believing about stuff because we don't we don't really challenge these things do we we don't really we don't really go there we sort of we're very accepting of them and we've made them part of us so we're just there sort of going about our day 
decided that, oh, that's not for me because I don't believe I'm good enough for that. Um, You know, I don't pursue that. I'm not the type of person who... And like I was saying before, it's really interesting, I think, to sort of notice when you find yourself saying things like that or you hear somebody else saying it. I'm not saying you should jump in there and maybe challenge them straight away, but maybe just just muse on that a little bit, you know, and, and keep those questions at the back of your mind that, that we were sharing before. And in particular, is this really true? You know, and like you were saying, sort of where does this even come from? How much are our beliefs, Claire, sort of tied up you know, about if we're thinking about it in terms of our abilities to do things, how much of it is tied up in our our confidence and our self-esteem, do you think? I think belief impacts on confidence mm. and self-esteem, definitely. So I think they're very much hand in hand. So it's sort of like if... So I've told this story before about going for a job interview mm. and I... I, at that time, I would say I didn't have confidence. Okay. And I, I would still say there's areas I don't have confidence in, but at least I know I have some confidence now. Whereas then, I didn't feel I had confidence in anything. But I knew I could do this job. I knew I'd be good at it because I was doing a good job in something similar. But I needed to believe that I could get this job. I needed to believe that I could come as my best self. And so that impacted on my confidence. So I did a circle of excellence, which is from neuro-linguistic programming. It's an anchor. So it was sort of like you were imagine music, colour, any other sounds, vibrations, anything like that. You put all that together and it can become really powerful. Anchors are really powerful. For anybody who's not come across an anchor, if you smell something and it takes you back to a time, that's an anchor. If you listen to a a piece of music and it brings about a memory, that's an anchor. That music is an anchor. So I remember doing that and I never thought of it as confidence. I never thought of it as belief. What I thought about was... I've just got this anchor that's going to get me into this really good state of mind where I put my best self forward. And I did, and I got the job. Now, really, that was me being very, I would say, short-sighted in what it was doing. But that's where I was at that point in time. But what it actually meant was I I was believing in myself. This anchor was supporting me to believe in myself, which then gave me the confidence to stride into that office and be the best person for this for this job kind of thing at that interview. So, if you but for me, if you believe something, you'll have more confidence because I've always believed that. If I know something, I've got confidence in talking about it. Mm. Therefore, I will talk about it, and I'll probably talk about it in a very clear way or you know I could talk for England about it if I don't then if I don't have that confidence or I don't have that belief then that will impact on what I can talk about or what I do so I do think your belief is very much linked into confidence of potentially you know what you feel you can come with because I do think confidence comes in different guises absolutely I love that story. I I always love it when you tell that story because I think it's a really empowering story. And I think it really shows what you're capable of, you know, and what we are capable of, you know, that we have that potential. And that also, you know, a lot of these techniques and these sort of different things that we share, they really do work. They might not work for everybody, but you found a way for that to work for you. It it felt like it seemed like it was the right approach Mm -hmm. for you at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, and because of that, you've probably got a belief in that technique working. But I think that's the thing. I think I believed that that technique would work. Therefore, that technique did work for me. Excellent. So, and I think that was the whole point because I was hearing on my course, I was hearing all these people, you know, having this centre of excellence, circle of excellence thing going on where it was giving them the confidence to do something. And just because that word wouldn't come to me, confidence, but it was ability. Okay. So I had the ability to do it. 
and I really believed in it and I stood there and I could feel it. Mm. I could feel the vibrations of the music. I could see what I was seeing. So I did, I believed in it. And I think actually that comes into it. I think a lot of people try well-being stuff and then go, yeah, it doesn't do anything to me. There's a lady who's got five children, two of them have got autism, who lives around the corner from me. And I bump into her as she's running around with the dog. She's one of these people who's never still, who is constantly doing that kind of thing. But she can't go onto the field, she'll have a panic attack. Because we've got a lovely field near us, it's all farmers' fields. So she can't go there, she'll have a panic attack, so she only walks around the street. And I happened to say to her once, well, have you tried a breathing exercise? And she went, yeah, it don't work for me. How am I supposed to? But I actually think that's because she was trying it at a time when she was already anxious or when she was already in that frame mm -hmm. of mind. But I also think she doesn't believe it. So because she doesn't believe it, it's not going to work for her. Yeah. Because I genuinely believe that. If you go into something that you don't, a lot of the stuff that we do, I've tried. And the stuff that's worked for me, I'm passionate about. And I can talk to people about it because I really believe in it. Because it's worked for me. There are a couple of things that I've tried that didn't work for me. And therefore I don't use them with people. Mm. Because, it's for me, I've got to be authentic. Yeah. And I can't do something with people if it hasn't had an impact for me or if I don't believe in it because I think that'll come across mm -hmm. and so I think you know this thing this belief in things it's just like I say it's got, it's got so much potential it's got so much potential for taking us down a route is, which is not good it's got so much potential to help us to get what we do want and live how we need to and want to and this thing about, I don't think I've thought about it before, so I think it's a really good question you've asked. Does it have a link with confidence and self-esteem? I think the self-esteem stuff, yeah, even more so. Yeah. What, you obviously had a thought behind this. Why did you ask that question? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm, I've, I've been sort of mulling on this, I've been musing, and I'm sort of thinking kind of, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. You know, so what's what's feeding what here? You know, and in your example, you really had that belief. So that came true mm. and that boosted your confidence. So, you know, it's kind of like that. And then you can build from there, can't mm. you? Because you've got that to draw on. So it wasn't that you needed to have the confidence. You just needed the belief Yeah. in that example. Yeah. And then from there, you know, the belief and the confidence will grow. I think what I was thinking about was, I was likening it to, just bear with me on this, there's been lots of studies on motivation, mm. okay, that sort of, we've always sort of had this idea that, oh, I'm not motivated, can't do this, blah, blah, blah. But all these studies now are showing that you don't actually need to be motivated. You just need to do one small thing mm. that will get you, you know, moving or, you know, doing the thing, starting the work. And then once you do that, then the motivation comes from that because you feel this sense of satisfaction and then that kind of moves you. So what I was thinking about was, yeah, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing. You know, it's sort of like what comes first? Do we need to have certain things in place in order to be able to believe? And does that come from confidence? You know, so I was thinking about the relationship with that. Or is it that we can actually just, I don't really believe but I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to act as if I do believe. And I'm going to see where that gets me. Or am I just making this really complicated? Well, act as if is a really, it's a tool we use very often. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you're not feeling, if you're not feeling it that day or you're not believing it, very often you can do the act as if and it will give you. We can, we can challenge our minds you know we can actually get in there and yeah like, yeah it's so. like you're reprogramming it isn't it it's like you're sort of sending i'm going to send this message da, 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 type it in this message yeah. off it goes fire a neuron yeah it's sorry I, yeah it can yeah that was yeah different from where i was going but yeah what is that about firing the neuron no well i'm just sort of saying it's what you were saying to me it seems like kind of we're, in, we're we've got more control or we're, we're more in charge of that stuff than we perhaps think we are 
that I think that's what I was thinking, and it's sort of what you what you're describing to me there was as though, um, no, actually, I can't act as if, so I can tell myself that I I believe it, even if I don't really. Mm, yeah, I think you, if you can practice it enough, yeah, definitely, yeah. No, it's really really interesting. Like you say, this this stuff with beliefs is it is huge. It's I think it's about really, I'm going to use this word again that we use a lot, this sort of like noticing about ourselves. You know, where are we, you know, I, I suppose lacking in stuff. Where are we kind of, because a word that comes up for me a lot when I think about beliefs as well is, is doubt. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I was thinking about a song to play and I was thinking I need to play a song by No Doubt today. Um, I was thinking <laughs> I should pick something from their catalogue, but I couldn't think of anything to fit. But, yeah, because I was thinking... It's sort of eradicating doubt, I think, would be a good thing for me personally, because it's when the doubts start to kind of creep in, mm. they take over and they sort of, they really affect my sort of self-belief about stuff. So I don't know if that's sort of the inner chatter, the negative voices. I don't know. It can be lots and lots of different things. You see that? I find that intriguing. So, yeah, that you've linked it to ha not having doubt. Yeah. W w go on, tell me about why that's intriguing. If you've got no... Because to me, I, I don't think I've thought of it like that. Okay. Um, it, to me, it's like... I think you can still have doubt even if you believe. Ah. You can have doubt oh, I like in your, maybe your ability. I like this. Rather than... You can believe you can do something, but I think you can doubt the process. <gasps> Okay. Oh, if you're and if if you're doing it the right way, or if you're going for something, I think there for me. So isn't it weird? Because obviously that is that is something very clear for you. Whereas I think I could still have doubt and yet still believe. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if that makes sense to people. It makes sense to me. Right. Okay. So even though it links to no doubt for you, you can still see it the other way. Yeah, because I think what I, it's making me realise, as you're telling me, sort of in this moment, is that I'm thinking about this in absolutes. It's um, one thing or it's another thing. Yeah. But what you're saying is that these things can coexist right. together, yeah. and I really like that. Yeah, because actually I think you're right. But isn't it funny? Because I think we often deal in absolutes, mm -hmm. and I actually think we can't. It, it, there is no absolutes. It isn't. If you believe in something, you're definitely going to do it. You're definitely going to achieve it. You know, you can try and try, and maybe you won't get there. It's a little bit like if I if I put it to runners. So you go in for a race, and you end up coming third. But you believe you can be first. But there is still that ability, and there's still that practice and everything else. And it doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means that somebody else was faster that day. You So there are no absolutes. I mean, that's what I believe. So I think there is still doubt. Just because you believe in something doesn't mean to say you are going to come first every time in that race. Because you don't know who you're up against. You don't know what that's all about. But that's not necessarily what matters. Yeah, it matters with for athletes and where they come. But if you've done your absolute best and you've believed in yourself and you've done that, then that's all you can hope for. And that's what I think we need to do more of in the world. So we don't come first. We might not even come second. But you know what? We've done our best and you've really gone for it. And that is what matters. I love that. I think that's really helpful. It's certainly helpful for me. But I love this. I, I suppose this our well-being stuff is... It's filled with paradoxes, isn't it? And like you say, things that are absolute. And actually, if we're thinking about stuff in absolute, you know, a question I'm often fond of asking is the Rick Hansen question, which is what is also true? Mm. And I guess I need to apply that more to beliefs as well. Um, I'm wondering about song. I think I'd like to play my song, if that's all right. Brilliant. Um, so it's not No Doubt. <laughs> Damn, I like No Doubt. I know I do as well. It's actually... Um, a song by a really un... I don't know how well-known this artist is. Sort of came across it by accident on YouTube. Um, Alice Phoebe Lou. I think she's a South African singer. And this song is amazing. It really fires me up. 
it really makes me feel that anything is possible and that I have that belief and it's called she. Ooh. If that doesn't fill you up, I don't know what will. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of belief in there. So we've been talking the believe part of our three Bs here on the show today. We've unpacked quite a bit, really, Claire, haven't we? We've unpacked sort of, as you were saying earlier, it's it's huge. (laughs) Yeah, I I was just saying when that song was on, it's sort of like we're only touching the surface, really. Um, Really hope listeners have got something from this because it is such a big thing if they can just take the we can change our beliefs Mm. that's that's a real big thing i i agree i think as well and maybe just kind of having that awareness Mm. about how much is it what i believe about a situation how much is that actually affecting you know the choices i'm making or the way that i'm approaching this and not trying to necessarily change everything all at once but just just noticing and, and, and being sort of tuned into that yeah, I think what you were saying earlier on is really, really key about just digging into that reality, you know, and that, is this really true? It's a big one, because you started our Let's Talk Wellbeing show off by saying, you know, it's so lovely out, yet sometimes, it, like as an analogy to our brain and our mindset, it can be foggy, so you can wake up one day and it's really clear and you can wake up the next day and it's like a little bit misty or full-on foggy kind of thing. But I actually think that our beliefs really can impact on that. Mm. So if we're waking up and it's full-on fog for you that day, just believe that it's not necessarily going to be like that tomorrow or even in the afternoon. You know, that we you can change things, you can change how you view things. And maybe it's foggy because maybe that's the day you need to just be a bit more intro, introverted. You need to go inwards within yeah. more. Maybe things like that. And then when it is a nice clear day, you know, what, what kind of beliefs come from that? I love that. That's really good advice. Links really well with my song. <laughs> so very different kind of music, this one. Um, this is... I believe, by Robson and Jerome. So I don't know if anybody else remembers when they were like really hot items that came out and went on to be fantastic actors as well. But this song, I just, I really liked how they talk about things. Listen to what the lyrics say. And yeah, really nice kind of tune. Ooh. So obviously <laughs> not the, not those originally. <laughs> But yeah, it's sort of like, I quite like it. I quite like the old fashioned songs anyway. Yeah, it's very rousing. Yeah, it can be. Might be your thing, might be not. And it's sort of like, I just thought, yeah, if you believe in something, if you believe, you'll hear it. And I think Mm. that that's actually really what's true, isn't it? Yeah. If you believe it, you'll see it. It'll come to you more. You'll be able to hear it. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to feel it. And I think that's the thing. And that's why it links with your confidence and, and potentially your self-esteem. If we believe in ourselves more, then that will grow your self-esteem. It is all these things kind of... I'm fascinated by how they all feed into one another and how they all link. And I think, you know, you're, what we were saying before about, about not thinking about things in absolutes is really, really helpful takeaway because it, it sort of shows that there's potential for anything, really. We often say anything's possible, don't we? And we need to look for the possibilities. And it seems that, and your technique that you shared as well, you know, that you, what I was going to say earlier was that it seemed to me that you were embodying what it was about, you know, because it was to do with the senses, you know, very yeah. much like you say, what, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, you know, what you might even smell mm. or taste or, you know, and, and all of those things. And actually, when we have a strong belief, it, it is overpowering, isn't it? You know, yeah. it, it, and we can kind of maybe tune into our senses or notice things, maybe about even just like how we are in our body. You know, how we're standing, how we're sitting. You know, what our facial expressions are like. What, I think there's so much awareness that we can develop about ourselves that can be helpful, and I think it also helps us to have more compassion and understanding for other people as well. Which is what this is all about, really, isn't it? This yeah. well-being stuff, you know. I mean, the three Bs are all interconnected. 
yeah, there is a reason for that. And the believe is the middle child, as you called it, which I love that, is the middle child because it really brings everything together. You know, it is sort of, it's very much a foundation for affecting everything else that we do. Mm. It's very, very powerful for our mental well-being if we have really positive beliefs, beliefs that really guide us, push us, get us to be who we really are. And I think there's just so much to it. But, yeah, just start, like you say, with a small step. Because, actually, if you're not feeling motivated, you don't need to be. You can just go, what what's going on with me today? What am I believing about that? I like that. So that one small thing of just questioning it. Don't try and change it yet. Just question it. Why do I believe that? And see where that gets you. See where that gets you. Mm. I like that. I think because these are all things that we can we can apply, we can do just sort of in that moment. And I think as well, it'll help with that mind shift. So if we're getting kind of bogged down with something, actually asking these questions lifts us from that. Yeah. Because it gives us that different kind of focus. <gasps> oh, lots to reflect on, lots to think about. We really, really hope it's been helpful for you today. So um, do stay connected with us on Facebook at 3B Wellbeing and do give us a, a message if you want to get in touch wellbeing at weare3b.com and we will be back very soon that was an extract from our radio show let's talk wellbeing you can listen in every thursday between 12 and 2 on hcr 92.3 fm or online on hcr923fm.com